Welcome to Zichru Dafsi Manu Membrei Avram Goldar, and today Mazechus Nadarim Dav Tezai in the second parak Be'el Mutarim. So the three times we're going to focus on number one. The next mission states one who says Hashvu Shoochalocha. We hold the Shvu that I eat of yours. He's prohibited from his friend's food. The Gemara deduces that the phrase Shoochalocha, when used in a Shvu, is understood to mean an oath that I will not eat of yours. When the Gemara challenges this from a mission Shavuos, which implies that if one takes a Shvu Shoochal, it's understood to mean that I will eat of yours. Abai answers Shoochal Shdeu Shonas Mashma. The word Shoochal can be interpreted in two ways. It can mean to eat or to not eat, depending on the context. If they were pressuring him to eat, and he said, I will eat, I will eat, and he said further, I swear, then it means that I will eat in accordance with what he was saying. But if he said, I will not eat, I will not eat, and he said further, I swear, then he's saying that I will not eat. Alternatively, Ravashi answers The case of a Shavu in our Mishnah should be revised to read which clearly means I will not eat. The more proceeds to explain the basis of their disagreement. Point number to the next Mishnah states, the and this is an area in which Nadarim are more stringent than Shavuos. If someone said konum a that I make or a luv that I take or tefillin that I put on, in a case of nadarim, he's forbidden to those items, but in the case of shavuos, the oath is not valid and he is permitted. Because one cannot affect an oath to transgress a mitzvah. The Gemara asks, "Menayin she'enish b'ayin l'avraham mitzvahs." From where do we know that one cannot swear to violate a mitzvah, meaning that such an oath is ineffective? The pasuk says, in the context of a shavua, "Lo yachel dvaro," he shall not desecrate his word, which implies that dvaro lo yachel, aval mecholhu lechefse shemayim. Only the purpose of his word, meaning a discretionary matter, he cannot desecrate. But he may desecrate for the will of shemayim, meaning oaths that contradict mitzvahs. And point number three, the Gemara asks, Maishna Neda, what is different about a neder that is valid even when it contradicts a mitzvah? Dixiv, ish or neder Hashem, because it's written, if a man makes a vow to Hashem, he shall not desecrate his word. And the juxtaposition of Hashem to Lo teaches that even a neder made against Hashem's mitzvahs is valid and cannot be desecrated. Regarding a shvuah to it's written, or one who swears to Hashem, you shall not desecrate his word. And we should darshan it the same way. After Rava objects to the wording of Abai's answer, Rava revises that answer to be, This case of Neder is where he said, The sitting in a sukkah is forbidden upon me, targeting the object. In this case of shvuah is where he said, I swear that I will not sit in a sukkah, which targets the person. The Ron explains that it's more reasonable to assume that the word Lashem is teaching that a netter is effective even when made against misses because a netter prohibits entities, in this case a sukkah, which only indirectly disables him from fulfilling his mitzvah. Ashvu, on the other hand, prohibits a person in activities which would directly contradict his obligation to fulfill his mitzvah. So once again, the three points are, number one, the next Mishnah states, one who says, Behold Ashvu, that I eat of yours, he's prohibited from his friend's food. 
The Gemara deduces that the phrase Sho'ocha, when used in a Shvua, is understood to mean an oath that I will not eat of yours. When the Gemara challenges this from a mission Shavuos, which implies that if one takes a Shavuot, it's understood to mean that I will eat of yours. Abai answers, Sho'ocho shtei l'shonos mashma. The word Sho'ocho can be interpreted in two ways. It can mean to eat or to not eat, depending on the context. If they were pressuring him to eat, and he said, I will eat, I will eat. And he said further, I swear Sho'ocho. Then it means that I will eat in accordance with what he was saying. But if he said, I will not eat, I will not eat, and he said further, I swear, then he's saying that I will not eat. Alternatively, Ravashi answers, The case of a Shavuah in our Mishnah should be revised to read, which clearly means, I will not eat. The more proceeds to explain the basis of their disagreement. Point number to the next Mishnah states, And this is an area in which Nadarim are more stringent than Shvuas. If someone said konum a that I make or a luv that I take or tefillin that I put on, but in a case of nadarim, he's forbidden to those items. But in the case of shavuos, the oath is not valid and he is permitted. Because one cannot affect an oath to transgress a mitzvah. The Gemara asks, "Menai she'enish b'ayin l'avra al mitzvahs." From where do we know that one cannot swear to violate a mitzvah, meaning that such an oath is ineffective? The pasuk says, in the context of a shavuah, "Lo yachel dvarol," he shall not desecrate his word, which implies that dvarol lo yachel, aval mechol hu lechefsi shamayim. Only the purpose of his word, meaning a discretionary matter, he cannot desecrate. But he may desecrate for the will of shamayim, meaning oaths that contradict mitzvahs. And point number three, the Gora asks, Maishna Neder, what is different about a neder that is valid even when it contradicts a mitzvah? Dixiv, ish or neder Hashem, because it's written, if a man makes a vow to Hashem, he shall not desecrate his word. And the juxtaposition of Hashem to teaches that even a neder made against Hashem's mitzvahs is valid and cannot be desecrated. Regarding a shvu to it's written, or one who swears to Hashem, you shall not desecrate his word. And we should darshan it the same way. After Rabba objects to the wording of Abai's answer, Rabba revises that answer to be, This case of Neder is where he said, The sitting in a sukkah is forbidden upon me, targeting the object. In this case of shvua is where he said, I swear that I will not sit in a sukkah, which targets the person. The Ron explains that it's more reasonable to assume that the word Lashem is teaching that a netter is effective even when made against misses because a netter prohibits entities, in this case a sukkah, which only indirectly disables him from fulfilling his mitzvah. Ashvu, on the other hand, prohibits a person in activities which would directly contradict his obligation to fulfill his mitzvah. All right, so now we get our simmer duff tazayin, and our standard simmer is toes, and we often use an acrobat with big toes. An acrobat with big toes. Here goes. The acrobat with big toes who told his worried mother, I will eat, I will eat, swung high above a sukkah where someone who swore he would violate the mitzvah sat inside, while a man who made a netter and said, the sukkah is forbidden upon me, stood outside. Once again, slow motion. The acrobat with big toes. Acrobat with big toes? That must be on Duff Tezayin, toes. The acrobat with big toes who told his worried mother, I will eat, I will eat, which reminds us, Abai said, that a shvu shu'ochal can be understood in two different ways, either that he will eat, 
or he will not eat depending on the context. If he was being pressured to eat and he said, I will eat, I will eat, and he said further, I swear, shall then it means that I will eat in accordance with what he was saying. So the acrobat with big toes who told his worried mother, I will eat, I will eat, swung high above a sukkah where someone who swore he would violate the mitzvah sat inside. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, And this is an area in which Nadarim are more chamur than shvuos. If someone said, Konam a sukkah that I make, or a lulav that I take, or a that I put on, in the case of Nadarim, he's forbidden to those items, but in the case of shvuos, the oath is not valid, and he's permitted. Because one cannot affect an oath to transgress a mitzvah. So the acrobat with big toes who told his worried mother, I will eat, I will eat, swung high above a sukkah where someone who swore he would violate the mitzvah sat inside, while a man who made a netter and said, the sukkah is forbidden upon me, stood outside. Which reminds us, the Gemara asks, Maishna Netta, what is different about a netta that it's valid even when it contradicts a mitzvah? Because it's written, if a man makes a vow to Hashem, he shall not desecrate his word. And the juxtaposition of Hashem to Well Yechel Dvaro teaches that even a nether made against Hashem's mitzvahs is valid and cannot be desecrated. The Ron explains that it's more reasonable to assume that the word Hashem in the Pasuk is teaching that a netter is effective even when made against mitzvahs because a netter prohibits entities, in this case a sukkah, which only indirectly disables him from fulfilling his mitzvah. Ashvu, on the other hand, prohibits a person in activities which would directly contradict his obligation to fulfill his mitzvah. So once again, the acrobat with big toes who told his worried mother, I will eat, I will eat, swung high above a sukkah where someone who swore he would violate the mitzvah sat inside, while a man who made a netter and said, the sukkah is forbidden upon me, stood outside. All right, so now it's time for four back hazara. Daf Yud Beis. So the symbol Daf Yud Beis is 12 brothers. So here goes. The 12 brothers, 12 brothers, that must be on Daf Yud Beis. The 12 brothers who each vowed not to eat or drink on their father's yard side, which reminds us the Gemara attempted to bring a second proof to Rami Barakhama's inquiry whether one is Matbis as Neder to an item in its original state of Isra or to its current state of Heter, from a Bryce which states that if one vows not to eat meat nor drink wine on a given day, like the day his father died, the Neder is effective. The proof is rejected when the Gemara says the cases where the brothers had fasted every year on their father's yard side. So the twelve brothers who each vowed not to eat or drink on their father's yard side got so hungry that they started to dream of eating kachalos arnu kutrumasa, which reminds us the Gemara attempted a third proof from a Mishnah Daf Yud Gemara base, which states if one declares an item kachalos arnu kutrumasa mutter like arns chala or like his truma, it's permitted. This is because they're considered a davra aser, an inherently forbidden item, as opposed to a davra anadur, an item prohibited through vowing. The more infers that had he said katrumas lachme toda, like the truma of the breads of a carbon toda, meaning the four loaves separate from the forty loaves to be given to the kohen, the vow would be effective because it's a davra anadur. The Gemara will come to reject the proof. So the twelve brothers who each vowed not to eat or drink on their father's yard side got so hungry that they started to dream of eating kachal's arun ukutrumaso and decided to distract themselves by separating truma from their lachmitoda while it was still in its dose state, which reminds us the more demonstrates how truma could be taken from lachmitoda while it's still in its dose state. Daf Yud Gimel, so the simmer Daf Yud Gimel is a bar mitzvah boy. So here goes. The extremely nervous bar mitzvah boy, bar mitzvah boy, that must be Daf Yud Gimel. The extremely nervous bar mitzvah boy who brought a live in as a prop for his pshat on 
which reminds us, the Gemara on the bottom of Yud Beis, on Beis, brought a Baraisa, which taught, if one says, this meat is like a Bechor towards me, Rabbi Yaakov forbids the meat to the vow, but Rabbi Yud permits it. Rabbi Yud permits because a Bechor is a Dabra Aser, inherently prohibited from birth, not a Dabra Nadar. Whereas Rabbi Yaakov forbids meat since the Pasuk says Lashem, and there's a mitzvah to verbally consecrate the Bechor. So the extremely nervous Bar Mitzvah, who brought in a live Bechor in his Aprop, for his Pshatel on Hare alaika b'chor. Try to get out of speaking by declaring konum my mouth, which speaks to you. Which reminds us, the mission of Yud on base states, if one says konum pi medaberim konum my mouth, which speaks to you, or my hand, which works with you, or my foot, which walks with you, then neder is valid and his friend is forbidden to benefit from these activities. The more one is how such a neder can be effective since nedarim do not take effect on activities since they are intangible. The more answers the mission of speaking of one who said, let my mouth be forbidden for my speaking with you, or my hand should be forbidden for their working with you, or my feet should be forbidden for their walking with you. He thus declared a netter on tangible items, which is effective. So the extremely nervous bar mitzvah boy, who brought a libachor in as a prop for his pshetel on hare libachor, tried to get out of speaking by declaring cone in my mouth, which speaks to you, and then wasn't sure if he could eat at the suda because he blurted out, that which I eat of yours is like chazir, which reminds us, the first mission in the second parak begins, these are the vows that are permitted, meaning ineffective. Among this list is one who says, chazir, your food should be like pork to me, or like and several other examples. These illustrate the concept that one who makes a nether of hatpasa, linking, in which he declares an item to be like a forbidden one, it must be done with a dabra nadur, a vowed item, meaning one which became prohibited through vowing, and not a dabra asra, an item inherently forbidden. Dafya dal, so the similar dafya dal, it is a hand, and we often use a juggler. So here goes. The Amar's juggler, juggler, that must be more on dafya dal at hand. The Amar's juggler, who had pointed his juggling pins at his wife and said, You are forbidden to me like my mother, which reminds us, the Mishnah Daf Yud Gemal had stated, One who says to his wife, Hariat alaike ima, you are forbidden to me like my mother, posting a Pesach Mamach We make an opening, a hetin adarim from, from elsewhere as a basis for annulling the nether, so he will not take such matters lightly. Although the nether is not valid, since his mother is a Dabra Aser, an inherently forbidden entity, he is required in the Rabbanan to seek an annulment of his nether, so he should not come to be lenient in a case where he use a proper Dabra Nadur. The Gemara brings a contradictory brisa and then resolves the contradiction. So the Amar's juggler, who had pointed his jugging pins at his wife and said, You are forbidden to me, like my mother, was unable to protect himself from the juggling balls she threw at him, because in one hand he held a safer Torah, in which he swore, which reminds us, it was taught in a brace Hanotu one who vows by the Torah, he has said nothing but Mashakasaba, the Kayamin, if he swears by that which is written therein, his words are affected because he's swearing by Hashem's name, which is written in the Torah. The Gemara clarifies that the Bryce is speaking where he's holding the Torah in his hand, in which case we say even by simply saying, the Daita Askar his mind is on the names of Hashem written in it. So the Amar's juggler, who had pointed his juggling pins at his wife and said, You're forbidden to meet like my mother, was unable to protect himself from the juggling ball she threw at him, because in one hand he held a safer Torah in which he swore, while he used his other hand to hold open his eyes to prevent sleep today, lest he sleep tomorrow, which reminds us. The Gemara says, If one says, Konum hayom im My eyes are konum for sleep today. If I sleep tomorrow, Rav Yudah says in the name of Rav, he may not sleep today, although sleeping today is thus far permitted, for perhaps he'll sleep tomorrow and cause the previous day's sleep to be in violation of his nether. 
Rav Nachman argues, He can sleep today, and we're not concerned that he'll sleep tomorrow. Daf Tezvav. So the simmer Daf Tezvav is a fruit bowl. So here goes. The fruit bowl, fruit bowl. That must be one Daf Tezvav. Tubishvat, fruit. The fruit bowl bounced on top of the head of a man, trying to stay awake because he said, Konam on my sleep, which reminds us, Ravina said that if someone simply said, Konam Shani Bishena, Konam on my sleep, without referencing his eyes, although the netter is not valid because sleep is intangible, it is an effective netter and he's still subject to Oyechel Dvaro. So the fruit bowl bounced on top of the head of a man trying to stay awake because he said, Konam on my sleep was snatched by his angry wife, who decided to bring it as a gift and visit her father's house before Sukkot. Which reminds us, the Gemara brings a challenge to Rebuda from a mission which states that if one says to his wife, that which you benefit from me is forbidden till Pesach, if you go to your father's house from now until Sukkot, if she went before Pesach, then she's forbidden in its benefits until Pesach. The Gemara will clarify the question and bring an answer. So the fruit bowl balanced on top of a head of a man trying to stay awake because he said, Konam on my sleep was snatched by his angry wife who decided to bring it as a gift and visit her father's house before Sukkot because she was upset with him for making another netter on something he was obligated to her, Midaraisa, which reminds us, the Mishnah Daf Yudah on had said that one who says to his wife, Konam my relations with you, the netter is effective. The Gemara here asks, but he's Midaraisa obligated to her, as it's written, Sherek Susa Vonasa Yikra, her food, her clothing, and her time, referring to marital relations, he cannot reduce. So how then can the netter take effect? The Gemara explains that he said, the benefit of your relations is forbidden upon me, in which case the netter is effective, although he effectively forbids her in having relations with him. The Ron explains that he's able to prohibit his own benefit, which is in his control, because he's not directly prohibiting her benefit. All right, now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which doctor we have Malkokos in a case where someone says, my eyes are conan for sleep today if I sleep tomorrow? That's on Duff. Yadad. Good number two, which doctor when a netter does not work when was Makpis the netter to a Dabra Aser, such as Basar Chazir, the flesh of a pig? That's on Duff. Yud Gimel. Good number three, which doctor when the one cannot swear to violate a Shavua, such as swearing not to sit in a Sukkah? That's on Duff. Tezayin. Good number four. Which stuff do we discuss a case where a man said to his wife, that which you benefit from me is forbidden until Pesach, if you go to your father's house from now until Sukkot, that's on Duff. Tezvav. Good number five. Which stuff do we discuss whether one who says to his wife, you are forbidden to me like my mother, requires a Pesach to his netter, that's on Duff. Yadad. Good number six. Which of the one that Shavua Shochel can be interpreted in two ways depending on context? That's on Duff. Tazain. Good number seven. Which of the one Rami Barchamashal regarding making something Aser, which is next to the meat of a Shlamim after Zrika? That's on Duff. Yadav. Good number eight. Which of the we discuss making an oath on the Torah while holding it? That's on Duff. Yadad. Good. Number nine. Which of the one that Rabina says that if someone said konum on my sleep, midrabbanan the nether is effective even though sleep is intangible. That's on Duff. Tezvav. Good. And number ten. Which of the one one can make a nether to forbid a sukkah to himself since a nether is on the object. That's on Duff. Tezain. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichr. Wishing you a great day and great learning.